You're listening to Love Your City. It's a Movement Australia podcast. We believe that communities can be transformed as a unified church in every city or town lives and proclaims the gospel into every sphere of society. We'll tell stories from where this is already happening. We'll dig into the Bible to better understand God's heart for cities and towns. And we'll discuss practical strategies. Because no matter where you live, a gospel movement can happen. Today I'm with Pastor Matt Prater from New Hope Church in Brisbane. Uh, He's also part of the Vision Radio Network team. Uh, Matt, thanks so much for joining us today. Thanks, Matt. It's great to be here. Uh, There's a few things I'd love to unpack with you today, Matt. But firstly, can you tell us about your church, New Hope in Brisbane, and particularly the things, the initiatives you're doing to outreach into the community in your part of, of Brisbane? Yeah, sure, mate. Our church is called New Hope Church Brisbane. It's based in Kelvin Grove, right in the inner city of Brisbane, and we're next to the Normanby Hotel. And I often say that our vision is to empty the pub and fill the church. And I've been there for 16 years. The church has been going for 19 years. I started when I was 30, when, when I had hair a long time ago. And um, it's, it's been a, a great church for evangelism, very passionate about winning souls, sharing the gospel, uh, and we've got over 30 nationalities in our church, uh, so it's a, a very eclectic bunch. And around about eight years ago, we started a soup kitchen on a Friday, and we just decided it was an important thing to uh, welcome people from the streets and all around our city to come in for a meal, and uh, I didn't realise how much it would change our church. Um, I really felt God speak to me and say, if New Hope was taken out of Brisbane, who would notice? I thought, well, the people on a Sunday would, but no one around the community, around the streets would. And so we really felt inspired to to start this soup kitchen. And so we put on a chef, we put on some meal, you know, cooked a meal. We uh, put some flyers around the homeless shelters and around the streets and got a team ready. And then on the first day, no one turned up. And so we prayed and said, Lord, what do we do? And I felt a stirring in my heart to go to one of the local shelters at Red Hill. Uh, It's actually a place where my car had broken down six months before and I felt God speak to me and say, you're going to do ministry here. And I thought, oh, okay, Lord, you know. So it all came back to me. So I went to that shelter and I just turned up and said, hey, who wants to come for a free feed at our church? All these people said, what's on the menu? And it's like, I mean, the saying, beggars can't be choosers. Anyway, anyway, we had a laugh and uh, told them what the meal was. A whole bunch of them came in the car with me. And on that day, it was the first day we ever had it, we preached the gospel and three people gave their hearts to Jesus. And one of the couples was a couple named Kay and Les who came on that day and still come every week, eight years later. They got saved that day. They got baptised soon after. They did the Alpha course. They now volunteer and help us with our clothing section at the soup kitchen. It's like we can't get rid of them. They keep turning up, you know. <laughs> but you know what? That's what we want to see. We want to see people not just get a hand out but a hand up, have their lives transformed. And, you know, their mess has now become their message. Their tests have become their testimony. Uh, they were living in a shelter at Rock Bottom. Now they've got their own place. They're uh, going on in life. Their marriage is, is a lot healthier. They're serving and making a difference in the world. So that's how it all started eight years ago. And then 
you know, it was going great for several years. We had, uh, you know, pre-COVID, we'd get about 60 people along every Friday. Every week we have a different guest speaker that would do a talk and uh, share their testimony or whatever. And it was, a, it was a great little outreach. But then when COVID lockdown happened, we couldn't invite people into the building because we've got a bus that goes around and picks people up to bring them into the building. And so we, we thought, we're an essential service. We're actually allowed to go out in the middle of lockdown. So we put our masks and our gloves on and everyone was really freaking out about COVID, this new COVID thing, what do we do? And so for the first few weeks, we took over 400 meals a week into all the homeless shelters around the city. And we were going to maybe 10 shelters at that time. And we just turn in and give them some food and say, we're from your Hope Church, God bless. And really wouldn't do much because it was just such an awkward time. You remember that first lockdown? Everyone was really unsure about what to do. Anyway, what happened was after like three weeks, I was praying and I thought, Lord, I don't just want to give out food. I want to share the gospel as well. I want to make sure I um, don't, uh, don't, you know, be shy and, and shrink back and just become one of those charities that gives food. I want to make sure I share the gospel. Anyway, so I started sharing the gospel and had three people come to know Jesus uh, in, in one of the houses. And I'm like, wow. And I said to the team, guys, let's not just give out food. Let's offer to pray for people. Let's ask them, how can we pray for you? And let's share the gospel. And so we then started actively evangelizing as we were handing out the meals. And like on, on my run every Friday now, I go to about six shelters and we've got two other teams that go to, in total, we go to 32 shelters every Friday now, all around West End, all around the inner city of Brisbane. And on my run, I turn up and we say, food vans here, we knock on the doors and they do an announcement and they all come out the front. And before we hand out the food, I do a two-minute gospel message, just a short little testimony and, and a Bible verse. And, and then I say, who'd like to give the hearts to Jesus? And almost every time people will say yes to Jesus. And since COVID, we've seen over 1,000 people pray a prayer to come to Christ. Wow. Now, it's like a little Billy Graham crusade. Everyone, you know, people pray that prayer. And I know that's not the be all and end all of evangelism because we don't just want decisions. We want disciples. So what we do is we give them a Bible. We give them a word for today from Vision Radio. And we get their number. And then someone rings them on a Saturday to invite them to church to, to get picked up on the bus. And then we realised that a lot of them weren't actually coming to church because they just don't want to leave their building. It's hard to get people to actually come on a Sunday morning as well. So we, if they won't come to church, we'll take the church to them. So now we've got several Bible studies in the shelters uh, in a different time in the week uh, where we have pizza and Bible study. And we just say, everyone come for pizza and Bible study. A lot of them come for the pizza. Some of them leave for the Bible study. But we're trying to disciple them and follow them up. So we're raising up an army who will not only take the food, uh, we, we want to take physical food and spiritual food as well. And, you know, the, the, the ministry is called the King's Table Soup Kitchen. And it's named after the parable of the King's Banquet. You know, the story where they invited all the rich people and they didn't come. And so Jesus said, go out into the highways and the byways. Go and get the lame, the crippled, the poor, and, and compel them to come. Don't just invite them, compel them to come. And so I believe that's what Jesus would be doing. He'd be going to the last, the least, and the lost, 
and sharing the love of Jesus. So, so it's been an amazing time. Every Friday we do that and we get about 20 or 30 volunteers and uh, it's just incredible. And I reckon every church should do this kind of stuff because it's the kind of thing Jesus would be doing. Uh, the second sort of main theme I wanted to touch on with you was your heart for the unity of the church in Brisbane. And I've had the privilege of attending a few um, pastors and leaders lunches in Brisbane uh, over the last few months, and you've been a common face at those gatherings. Why are you prioritizing meeting with other pastors and leaders in Brisbane? Mm. Yeah, I really believe that, you know, we all talk about this in the unity movement, Psalm 133, where there is unity, the Lord commands a blessing. And, you know, in, in the book of Acts uh, and in the New Testament, uh, you know, it wasn't this labeled church, that labeled church. It was the church in Ephesus, the church in, in Corinth, the church in Thessalonica, you know. And, and I think we need to rethink the way we do church, that it's not about building our own little silo, our own little kingdom, but we, we need to work in the harvest field together. We need to be in unity, linking arms together, locking our shields together so that the devil can't get in. You know, the devil's plan is to, to divide and conquer. God's plan is to unite us as one. And, you know, John, uh, in the book of John, Jesus prayed, I pray that those who believe in me would be one as I and the Father are one. We've, we've got to forget about our denominational barriers and our different flavours of churches. We've just got to link arms together. And I know for me, you know, I started out as a youth pastor for 10 years and I had a couple of pastors take me under their wing and encourage me and support me. And then I got offered the job at New Hope 16 years ago and a pastor, you know, the pastor that planted New Hope, Phil McCallum, he believed in me and gave me a, a shot at the age of 30, you know, and gave me an opportunity, you know. And, and I wouldn't have lasted this last 16 years if it wasn't for other pastors that took me under the wing and said, Matt, you got this. No, you're going to make it through whatever you're going through, you know. Matt, this is how I survived that thing. Now you can get through it, you know. As iron sharpens iron, we sharpen one another. Um, so I know that we need each other as the church in this city. And I've had the privilege, you know, I, I work in Vision Christian Radio where, you know, it's interdenominational ministry. It's not you know, any particular flavour. Um, and through that radio ministry, I've been able to meet all sorts of different pastors, not just in Brisbane, but all around Australia. Um, one of my favourite stories I like to tell is about going to Kalgoorlie. They have an incredible transformation in that city. And uh, they've, they've got real unity. Uh, I went there with Will Graham, Billy Graham's grandson, and he preached there. And I think there was like 18 churches that were in unity together. And I thought, wow, what a great example. And they saw a massive harvest of souls when he came. And then they had Bill Newman come and preach at another stage. I went, I was invited there to preach um, maybe three or four years ago. And I was so impressed when I got together at the Ministers Fraternal and I saw the C3 guy and the Baptist guy and the Anglican guy all just hanging out like they were best friends. And I thought, wow, we need this in Brisbane. Uh, so a few years ago, I um, started a prayer meeting just for pastors and I just invited every pastor I could think of and sometimes we get like 15 come along sometimes we get five turn up um, and we just every month we would just pray at, at New Hope and believe for revival and it was a great season and I really felt God was calling me to do something uh, to, to be a part of this and then when COVID hit uh, it just got to and, and I just I mean I just didn't want to do Zoom I don't know about you but 
I don't mind Zoom every now and then, but I just didn't want to do another Zoom meeting back then. So I just decided not to go on Zoom and just to lay it down. And, you know, sometimes these things run, run their course. And then out of the blue, I get this email from Colin Studley and Gary Rucci and Ian Shelton, this bloke that you might know. And they said, look, we feel God's calling us to start this combined pastors leaders gathering or city leaders gathering. I'm like, hallelujah. <laughs> it's pretty much similar to what I started or, you know, me and a few friends started a while back. Um, but I kind of laid it down and then the Lord's kind of resurrected it now. And it's been run way better than when I was running it because I'm just an evangelist. So I haven't got the gift of administration. Anyway, so now we've started this city leaders gathering and you've been to a few. And I just believe that we need to commit to it. Um, I know for me personally, when that date comes up, I look at my calendar. I'm like, okay, I've got to prepare my sermon. I've got this person I need to call. I've got, oh, I've got to, you know, uh, but I always feel the Holy Spirit say, make this a priority. And I want to challenge any pastors, leaders watching this, make church unity a priority. I don't think we, I don't think we realise the price we pay for not being in unity. I don't think, you know, I really believe that the transformation of the city is at stake. I honestly believe it. If we truly will unite together and pray together, and even do combined events together. And, you know, like, like Kalgoorlie, I know it's happened in other places around the world as well. If we truly do unite, I believe we'll see more souls saved. I believe we'll see a reduction in the divorce rate, a reduction in homelessness, a reduction in domestic violence, a reduction in abortion, all those things that, that, are, that are plaguing our cities. I believe if the church truly unites, a blessing will come on that city. And we will see healing in that land. Mm. I believe we'll see, um, you know, as the, the tide rises in the harbour, all the boats rise. Mm. I believe as we pray and we believe for revival and transformation in our cities, as the tide rises, it'll affect all the churches, schools, the universities, the government, everywhere. Mm. And I believe that it starts with prayer. It starts mm. with unity. It starts with pastors going, you know what, I'm going to make a priority. I'm, I'm going to say, look, I can't do this other stuff. I'm going to make a priority of being a part of the unity movement in my city, and I believe it's a key to transformation in our cities. Mm. And I know you guys agree with that stuff, don't you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we do, of course. That's what that's what Movement Australia exists for. Um, you know, you talk about the results that can come out of a church uh, living and working in unity together. You talk about the need to make it a, a priority as a pastor and leader, um, which can be tricky in a, in a big city like Brisbane. Perhaps it's even harder in, in bigger cities than it is in smaller centres uh, because of, well, the, ge the geography and the distances, the traffic, and the fact that churches tend to be bigger and it's easy to get lost in your own, in your own world. What do you think it will take for pastors and leaders in the city of Brisbane to do what you've just suggested and make unity a priority? Mm. I, I really think it all comes down to relationships. Uh, like for me personally, when I first started out as a pastor, you know, as a 30-year-old, I was just all about my church. I was just like, right, I've got to make this church healthy. I've got to make this church successful. I've got to get my sermon, you know, because, I, you know, I, I was so green. I had no idea what I was doing. I'm still, I still don't know what I'm doing. But... Um, and then I remember 
traveling a bit, you know, like I said, places like Kalgoorlie. And I remember uh, there was a Baptist pastor, an ACC pastor, and a Presbyterian pastor that invited me to join a little group together. And it just changed my my um, my thinking about church, you know, because the Presbyterian guy was very different to me, but we got on really well, you know. Uh, the Baptist guy, very different to me, but we got on really well. The ACC guy, a bit more similar to my flavour, but, you know, we got it, you know, and, and they were all quite a bit older than me at the time. I was only 30. They were, they were probably in their 50s or something. Um, but I just loved when we would get together and encourage each other. And so for me, that was when I changed from being, I'm just a pastor of my church, but to realising I'm actually called to pastor the city. I'm actually called to pastor the local school. I'm actually called to pastor the university. I'm actually called to be a pastor wherever I go, not just on a Sunday morning from 9.30 to 11.30, you know. And I think that, uh, you know, paradigm shift for me changed my thinking, and I think that's what's, what it's going to take. I think pastors just need to start thinking, you know what, it's about the kingdom. It's not about my church. It's, it's about what is God doing in the city and how can I join in with what he's doing. Clearly, God is wanting churches to unite together and to pray together and to serve together. Uh, God is wanting us to, to do these things. Um, we need to join in with what he's doing. And, you know, I also believe that God is going to speak to pastors and give them visions and dreams and prophetic utterances uh, to, to do this. I've had a few prophetic words over me over the years about being involved in a unity movement to, to unite Brisbane, you know, and that's one of the reasons why, I, you know, it happened like two or three times, like, all right, Lord, I'm listening, you know. <laughs> you know, um, I really believe we need uh, to rethink um, not just pastoring our own church but pastoring the city. We need to have other pastors challenge us and speak into our lives about it but also just get a prophetic word about it about it from the Lord too. And I believe God is speaking to many pastors about it as well. I'm not wanting to focus on the negative, but what do you think will be the future for the church in Brisbane if what you say doesn't happen and there is not a prioritising of, mm. of unity for the sake of the city? Mm. One of the sad things we do see uh, in, in cities like Brisbane is that, uh, you know, there is a decrease in, in church attendance. It's been very up and down since covid and I've spoken to a lot of pastors that have been really struggling and doing it tough. And I really believe pastors need support from other pastors too. You know, it's the, the dropout of pastors around the world is, is quite alarming. Pastors burning out or pastors having a moral failure or pastors just, you know, um, getting distracted with a shadow mission, you know, not following their true mission, but a shadow mission. Um, I think pastors need to be encouraging each other and, and, speaking to each other, but I think if we don't unite together and, and get together, we'll see church attendance drop, we'll, we'll see church churches shrink. We may see some churches continue to grow, like the larger churches might continue to grow because they seem to be, you know, um, still going well, but we'll, we'll just see the nice healthy churches and the nice, nice rich suburbs be nice safe churches, but we won't see transformation in our city in those dark places. And really, that's what that's what the Lord wants. He wants it's God's will that none should perish. We've got to go into the highways and the byways, into those dark places, and plant churches. and And I think if we unite and pray and get together, we'll, we'll be able to have a strategy and a plan to reach our cities for God.
Perhaps just finally, as, and as a bonus question, um, you mentioned that you're, you know, you're involved in the Vision Radio Network and uh, you've been doing that for a long time now. Um, I remember way back in the day, in the Easterfest days, you'd uh, be, be there uh, on behalf of Vision Radio. Um, can you talk about the ministry of the Vision Radio Network and Christian Radio and why you're so passionate about it and why you've been involved for so many years? So, yeah, I just believe radio is a great uh, way to reach people. Um, I started in radio when I was 15 years old in Coffs Harbour and I was on a community radio station just doing a, a normal radio show and then I got born again at a youth camp and all of a sudden realised I shouldn't be telling dirty jokes on the radio like I was and, and then the manager offered me the Christian time slot, Sunday morning, 6 to 8 a.m., so I started this Christian radio show on Sunday morning and I just fell in love with Christian music, you know. Remember back in the day, Michael W. Smith and Amy Grant and Whiteheart and all that, you know. So I just loved it since then. And, and I actually had a dream as a young guy to be uh, like John Laws, but the Christian version. That, that was my dream. And so I started out working in uh, as a youth pastor at a church and I was working at the local community radio station um, when I finished. I did Bible college, you know. and then. I ended up moving to Brisbane and uh, got a job at 96.5, the community radio station in Brisbane. And they wouldn't give me an on-air job. I was the sales manager, so I was selling air, you know. Um, and I loved it. And I really felt God say that he wanted to use me to interview people. And so I just, one night, I actually went to the Scripps Union fundraiser and interviewed four people for my first ever History Makers radio show. I interviewed Kevin Rudd, John Anderson, Marina Pryor, and Tim Costello. Wow, big names. Those four interviews. And I asked them to share their favourite Bible verses, uh, how they became Christians, what their ministry is, you know, and uh, they were wonderful people to interview. And so I gave them to the guy at 96.5 and I said, would you play my interviews? And he goes, yeah, okay. And he said, why don't you send it out to other stations? I was like, yeah. So there's actually about 30 community Christian radio stations around Australia and most of them took my show, History Makers. It's been going for 15 years now on all those stations. And, and so I, I started out doing that, and I, I love doing that. And then um, I was invited to be the breakfast announcer at Vision Radio uh, about 10 years ago. So I did two years of that while being a pastor. I was doing breakfast radio for two years, and it nearly killed me because <laughs> I had little kids at the same time. But I loved it. Um, and then over the years, uh, I've done the drive show, uh, I fill in for 2020, which is the talkback show, uh, but mainly I just do weekends on Vision now. But I mean, think about Vision, for example. We've got over 770 relay stations around Australia, mostly FM, but we've got some high-powered AM stations. But a lot of people actually listen to Vision through the app. Uh, we've got a, a great a Vision Christian Media app that a lot of people listen to. You can see that there on your screen. Oh, turn it there, you know. There's an app, and and the thing is. Most people listen through Bluetooth in their car these days because sometimes Vision Radio can be a bit crackly wherever you live, but you can listen through the app. Uh, we've also got um, uh, very active on social media. We've got podcasts that we do as well. And, you know, here's the thing. You know, I believe what goes into your mind comes out in your life. And, you know, I don't mind watching the news channel and listening to the news on other radio stations occasionally, but... Most of the stuff you hear on radio stations these days, it's it's just fluff, just doesn't have much substance to it as far as I'm concerned. On Vision Radio, 
you hear 100% Christian music. Um, there's great preaching and teaching on there. We play Chuck Missler, Chuck Stanley, Chuck Swindoll. Basically, if you call Chuck, we'll play your sermon, you know. <laughs> um, we've got, um, we do talk back. We talk about all the hot topics of the day from a Christian perspective. Um, we do uh, worship music. Uh, we interview many Christian musicians, uh, interview shows like History Makers and Dad Jokes. You know, it's all on there, you know. And I just, like, I have it on my in my house 24-7 in the kitchen from the first thing I'm up in the morning until at night. I just leave it on in the background all day. And every now and then I'm just listening to what's happening. And I believe it can change the atmosphere in your home or in your car or wherever you listen. So um, obviously Vision, I believe, is um, a, a great radio station. There's 30 other Christian community stations around Australia that are doing a great job as well. Um, and I just believe um, it's a great, uh, a great opportunity because you never know who's going to tune on the radio or stumble across us online or listen to a podcast. You never know who it's going to reach. Uh, Vision actually gets 600,000 listeners a month around Australia. And um, just the other day, I had a lady ring me up. I was doing a talkback show and a lady rang me up and said she was a new Christian. I said, how'd you come to Christ? And she goes, I hired a car in Brisbane and someone had it tuned into Vision and I really liked it and it got me thinking. She said, then I went to Melbourne and hired a car there and guess what station it was on? <laughs> Vision. And out of that, I really started thinking about Jesus and I went and went to church and gave my heart to Jesus. She said, now I love vision. And she rings us up all the time, you know. Like you just never know who's going to tune in and how it's going to impact them. And I believe it's harvest time in our nation. I believe we need to uh, use every bit of media possible, podcasting, radio, TV, social media, whatever. We need to use it to share the gospel. Um, we've, it's, it's available to us right now. We need to use it. We don't know if, it'll be, if we'll be allowed to preach the gospel on the media forever, but right now we can. And I believe it's... We need, we need a massive harvest, and I believe Vision uh, is a part of it. So please support Vision Christian Radio. Listen in. Go to vision.org.au. Search us up on Facebook and connect with us. Very good. Hey, Matt, thanks so much for having a chat uh, with me this afternoon. really appreciate your time and uh, love what God is doing in and through you, your church, and, uh, and your ministry with radio and in the unity of the church. Thanks so much.